0: What's going on? How, how long has this been? It's been forever. Um, so much to catch up on. I'm sitting on the back deck. The moon is maybe half. I got my old senile cat who can't really He, he can't hear. He's blind in one eye. He's got dementia. He doesn't know where he's at. He's hanging outside here. Kids are inside. D's inside. Crickets are just blasting away. You can, <laughs> you can hear them right now. My youngest one is tackling my wife. Well, I got to say, I freaking missed you. And so many of you reached out to me. When are you doing the podcast? When are you doing the podcast? How come you're not doing the podcast? And I can't. I don't know if that's an owl. Can you hear that? I can't tell if that's an owl or a dog. Is that an owl? Do you guys hear that? I think it's a dog. So, I can't tell you how much it means to me when you guys reach out. Because you know what? You're, you're... you are you are I feel you you're the ones I can really talk to. You're the ones I can vent to, you're the ones I can be honest with. And you're the one that I can just sit down and talk to and and say the way it is. I don't know where to begin. Um we're in summertime. I'm about to launch a tour. And that's not why I'm coming back. I really there's there's deeper reasons why I want to start talking to you again. And there's so many things I want to catch up on. The last time I talked to you, I wasn't in the greatest uh, space in life in general. And since then, things have gone extremely well on every level. Every level. At least at least mentally and physically. And I guess I guess we can start with that. I guess we can start with just catching up. But I will tell you this, it feels good to be talking to you. It feels really good. All right, check this out. Might listen to this cat, come here, come here. See, hello to everyone. What are you doing? That is an owl. You know why? Because you just got a lot closer in the woods. is sick so man i wish you guys were here right now you can hear all the crickets you can hear an owl in the background that's so freaking cool and the stars are just blasting all over the place all right so let's just start with catching up and again Thank you for always being there, and thank you for encouraging me. And just thank you for being real. It means more than you actually realize. But I would... My own struggle was... There were times where they would get in battles. My girls, N.D., uh, mostly... I don't have to say which one ones, but it would turn into yelling and screaming and crying. And I just feel once, once, and I don't know what that is. It, it could be a lot of things. And part of me is, part of me feels, you know, Teenagers reach a point We're we're used to talking to our kids in a certain way or seeing them as a certain way. They're, they're young. They're still babies. They still don't know anything. And we need to tell them everything. And then they hit teenagers and they want to be treated like adults and they want to be independent and they want to be treated independent. Now, you and I both know that they may look like a, a young adult they may have the body of a young adult or an adult, but they're not all there yet. So that I think that throws us off once in a while where I, I like to communicate with them the way I'm communicating right now. I'll sit down. If I start talking to one of them and they go, you know what, dad? I go, hey, 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 I'm talking to you. Am I talking at you? Am I am I yelling at you? No, I'm talking to you the way I would talk with any of my friends right now. I really want to get into this conversation with you. So let's just talk. Don't yell at me. Don't attack me. I'm giving you respect. Give me some respect. And that I think that goes a long way. I'm not saying that's the right way. And we had a lot of problems with that because... Um, and again, I'm not saying my way is the right way. That That's the way I handle things. And we had problems for a while. You know, my... There would be clash. And if I didn't hear other moms and other families complain about this and talk about the same exact thing, I would feel so lost, so alone, so helpless. But the fact that I have talked to multiple, multiple... Families, multiple mothers, multiple fathers, and they all seem to talk about the same thing having teenagers. One of the parents is always the yeller, and the other one goes completely opposite. And so you have to find that balance. And our house was, is no different. And I'm not going to lie to you. It bothered me for a long time, and I just I started shutting down, started shutting down. Was not enjoying things, and we really had a a long talk. D and I when she arrived in England, and we just got honest with each other. We we put it out on the table. We took things um, that we might not have talked about in a while. And we just put it out there, and a. I think my wife is, my wife's got to be one of the greatest humans I've ever come existence with. And I'm not just saying that. She truly is my soulmate. She has lifted me up when I've been in the worst times of my life. And from the minute I met her, I knew I was gonna marry her I knew I was gonna marry her and I never looked back and I I can honestly say I never doubted it never doubted it there's not a moment in my lifetime where I went I I can't, I can't well I shouldn't say that we did have we did have problems right before she became uh I don't like saying born again because People label that and they have a, they just have visions on it. When she found peace, when she found faith, our lives changed big time. And I gotta honestly say, it was for the better and it saved our marriage. So I'll do anything to make sure we're always okay. Even if it takes a while, I'll fight to the death to make sure Jim and D. ...are going to be together... ...and fight to the end... ...because that woman stood by me... ...when I had nothing... zero. ...all I had was hopes and dreams... ...and I let her know... ...clearly that's all I had to offer... Uh, ...she got on that train... ...never looked back... ...and she supported it... ...a thousand percent... ...so... ...with that... ...we really reconnected... ...and we... Reconnected. You you know what? My mom always said. I miss you, mom. My mom always said, you know, in any relationship, you have to grow together. If you don't grow together, you're doomed. If one starts going in in a direction, you need to somewhat try to keep up. Or if you're going in one direction, that person needs to keep up. And maybe you can encourage them. Maybe you can move them along. But you have to grow in life together, whether it's physically, spiritually, whatever it is. You gotta grow together, and that's when you gotta talk. I don't like the way you're going. Well, I don't like what you're doing. I gotta. You gotta talk. You can't expect. Don't. I can't stress that to you enough. Stop expecting. Express what you want. Tonight I came home. I was all. I was infested with yuckiness. I've been doing um, a press tour, uh, meaning I've been doing radio and I've been doing all these interviews, and um, and it's to promote the tour that I'm going on, "Live and Let Laugh" tour, and the tickets are on sale now. You go to a, you know a website, official jimbrew.com. And I really encourage you to come out only because I'd love to see you. I'd love to see you. People that listen to this, you, you you mean more than me than you realize. You know the other side. You know this side. You know the guy, the father, the human being, um, the friend. and And I love being around people like that. And I can't tell you how many people come to shows... They do the VIP. I learned so much from the meet and greets. And I I, got to tell you, the inspiration you've given me, you have no clue. You have no clue. I'll meet someone. I met so many people that have lost their loved ones, and I was their connection. That's heavy. I do not take that lightly. I do not take that lightly. I have all walks of life showing up to my show. And that means the world to me that I could put people like that in a room, in a theater. Everyone's different. It means the world to me. So I'm out there doing. So that's what I was doing. I'm promoting this tour and. And whatever, somebody, you know, I did a bit somewhere where they were asking me about the Mets and, and, um, while I'm talking about the Mets, they're saying, why do you, why do you think, uh, this Mets closer, this guy Diaz is not doing well, he's supposed to be the best in baseball. And I said, you know, it was at the time they made this trade. It was, nobody complained who saw this coming. And. Now, the conversation before that led to there used to be mafia and the baseball and blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if it still exists. And so jokingly, very jokingly, I said, oh, my God, maybe in in a joking manner. So maybe the cartel's roughing this guy up, like pulling him aside and going, you know, uh, it'd be nice if uh, you'll miss a game and we'll take care of you. And they're not going to pay you. We'll pay you. We'll take care of you. And. You know, we'll make sure things are good and we'll take care, of it. but you just got to throw a couple games. Can you do that for us? Uh, I don't know. And that led to maniacs tweeting, I'm a racist. Uh, I'm not, uh, by the way, even that screech out. You ever hear a screech owl? If you never heard a screech owl. It's. I'm gonna to try to get closer to it. You gotta hear this thing. It sounds like the first time we moved out here, I called the police because I thought a child was being attacked in my woods. It was the most horrifying thing I ever heard in my life. And someone told me it's a screech owl. And I can hear it right now. Hold on. You gotta hear this thing. Do you hear that? it stopped. There it is. He must see me. It's so creepy. Um. So yeah, this guy... Whatever. And then once one person does that, then the troll festival comes. Welcome everybody to the festival of trolls. No one sees the bit. No one hears the bit. They just see the word racist and the, and then the racist parade jumps on and you don't like Latinos, and he's Puerto Rican, and I'm Puerto Rican, and I'll never, I'm like, oh my God. Get over you. Oh, stop. And that's my attitude. It's like, what do you, what are you, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you, but it has nothing to do with racism. Good God. So I came home, and I was in a lousy mood, and I let these infidels of happiness get under my skin. I can't help it. I try my best not to. And, uh, you know, I was getting over it and everything was good. And I just wanted my wife just to hold me. And um, I put my arms out. You know, we were having a conversation and then I put my arms out and she was like, I'm really tired. And she wouldn't give me a hug. and I got pissed at her. I got angry. She's like, What are you so angry about? I said, I need a hug. She's like, just ask. Although it bothers me that I have to ask sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd rather you just, you see I'm hurting. You see my arms out. Come hug me. I put my arms out for a hug. Bring it in. Um... So I guess all that was about communication. So anyway, we had the greatest trip. Oh, oh, my God. I, I, I got to tell you about this. So England was fun. That was all good. This is this with D and I. We, there was another old trip. I, I'm not sure if I want to bore you. But oh, my God, what a great time over there. One of the such a great time. I was over there, I think, 10, 12 days before D showed up. And even that was amazing. I played this huge rock festival called the Download Festival. Mud infested. So much, a, a foot of mud. And I go buy boots. Crushed doing these sets. Absolutely crushed. Had the best time ever. Um, and then playing places like Denmark and. I was in Copenhagen, I played um, Amsterdam, played Tilburg and play places like that where English is not their natural language and you see people showing up to see you. And a lot there was a lot of people from Metallica concerts that would go to all the shows here in America that went there to come see me. I was so flattered by that. And I sat and I talked with them for a half hour after the show. And I would talk with everyone. And it just, it's so weird that people from other country listen to you. And they watch you. And they want to come see you. That's, that just baffles me. I get it if you're a band. But I'm, it's so flattering. I'm still always amazed there's people out there. I, it's, it's amazing to me. The D shows up and I'll tell you what, the first place where we really, really had a great time was Ireland. D planned this first of all I planned something. I planned a couple places to go, a really nice resort to stay, and it was and she's like, No, I I, I canceled your stuff. And I was a little annoyed. I was a little annoyed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I put a little effort into that, I put a lot of effort into it. Knew exactly what she'd be into, but she said, no, I plan stuff for us. And you know what? When D plans stuff for us, I'm not going to lie to you. It's always the greatest. We always have the best time. I'm not saying when I plan it. So I, I trusted. We were in a great place. We had a long conversation. We hashed things out. We reconnected. I'm going to say it felt like another honeymoon. I'm not, it was, it was one of the best times I ever had with my wife, ever. And I think another reason was because there was no damn kids. Oh my God. If you haven't gone away with your kids, please do. So you realize how much you love and like one another. Do you know what it was like waking up and not having one human being going, where are we going? Why are we going there? When are we eating? What time is it? Why do we have to get up so early? It's so hot out. Why do we have to see this? This is so boring. When are we leaving? Oh my God. What's the Wi-Fi code? None of that. It was amazing. It was, it was bliss. Now I'm not saying I don't want my kids around in my life. I'm just saying once in a while you got to take your spouse, or if you're f- whoever you are, take your loved one and get out of here. You don't have to go to Ireland. Go somewhere without them. What a great time! So deep plan this whole thing out. The first night I played in uh, Dublin. And we found this little, tiny pub. The Celt. C-E-L-T. The Celt. Ate in the back. D ate fish and chips every single night. I, I, I don't remember what I had. Or I remember it was mate. Just the, 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 the pub, the restaurant. And so while we're finishing dinner, then these guys are playing Irish music. It was so cool. The next day... We were out of there, and we headed across the country, heading west, and um, we saw a bunch of castles. It was a rainy day. It was cold. We saw a lot of castles, did a lot of walking, and we ended up in a, um, a little bed and breakfast. I couldn't tell you the name of the town. And when we got there, we said, "You know, is there somewhere to eat?" It was about seven thirty, and the guy goes, "And the accents?" He's like, "Yeah, you go up the road, and um, there's a great pub there. It's the best pub with great pub food. And when it's over, make sure you go in the next room to listen to the locals playing music." I gotta tell you, so we go there. He orders for fish and chips, and I just... Yeah, the accent can't get enough of the accent. Can't get enough of the Irish accent. I, I think I had. I don't remember what. I don't remember what I had. I don't care. Whatever it was, it was amazing though. And then we went in this next room, and there was about eight guys playing ukulele, violin, guitar. They were amazing. They were playing these old Irish tunes, and everyone was singing. Everyone, it was it was exactly what you'd want to see. It was like being in a movie. And at one point, after about a half hour of playing, and all the locals were just hanging out once in a while, a, a woman would get up and she start her little dance, and it was amazing. At one point, some guy got up and he started doing. He, he was telling like these poems. I don't know what they're called. They were like sea poems. So he's talking about the sea. you in the sea, and it was rough and it was And he would do this for seven, ten minutes, and he would hold court, and the entire place was listening to him and cheering at certain points, and actually mouthing what he was talking in and. and It was crazy. I went, oh my God, this would never happen in America. Someone would have tossed a bottle at him by now and told him to shut up. It was amazing. The next day, again, we went to this place called the Cliff of Moyers. Here's something weird. We'll talk about wacky coincidence. When we got up in the morning for this bed and breakfast place, it was just us. We were the first ones there getting ready to go. And. This Asian couple comes up and they sit the next table and we're all having breakfast and, and the woman's cooking for us and asking what we want and they tell us they're from Taiwan and they speak really good English and, and they're talking with us and you know we're here sightseeing and all that jazz and that's it we don't we don't see them anymore so Dean and I go to this place called the Cliff of Moyers google it check it out Beautiful. If you go there, it's a two-hour, it's at least two hours. If you can walk, give yourself time, walk all the way to the last cliffs and walk all the way back. Stunning views, gorgeous, the whole thing. As we're walking back, who do we run into? The Taiwan couple. I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you been? Like, oh, we're good. Uh, What are you doing the rest of the day? Ah, you know, doing more sightseeing and all that jazz And have a great day And For some reason I just Dee and I both Like, should we Should we Is it corny to go, hey man, keep in touch We really just saw him at Breakfast two hours ago Three hours ago at a bed and breakfast an hour away And I don't know, is that well, whatever, that's not, whatever. So we go, and we're going to do whatever, and that night, D has us staying at a castle, a freaking castle, with this gorgeous long lawn, right? So we go there, the room is sick, sick, it's a castle, Looks like a castle on inside. I can't wrap my head that castles existed and this is how people lived. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I I try my best to imagine. I, how did they build this thing? Who built this thing? How many people lived in here? Who? I, it just wraps my, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Cray's room. We have dinner there. It's amazing. We go outside. We're taking pictures. We're on the lawn. Nobody's outside. We're outside. It's a gorgeous night. They expected rain. It was beautiful out. The stars were out. They didn't the stars weren't out yet because the sun wasn't down. Well, it was attached to the woods, and Dee, of course, is explorer. And she goes, I want to go uh, let, let's go in the woods. And I went, no, no, that's not cool because it was fenced off. And She goes over there, and there's a big sign says "No, please do not enter. Don't go down here. You know, dangerous." So what does she do? She goes in there, and there's these steep, mossy steps that go into the woods. And I'm freaked out. I follow her anyway, and then there's a beautiful stream, a wide stream going through the woods. And we're walking along the stream, and out of nowhere come three horses horses one of them is pure white and they ho- they're just walking through the woods i felt like i was in a in a movie i fa- I, I thought the thing was a unicorn i i was is this is this really happening and i mean clearly they're someone's horses because they were just too friendly and the white one ends up walking up to d and she just starts petting him, petting his nose, and hanging out, and, and then he walked on off. It was crazy. So then we leave the woods, and we go to this big open field, and we're walking. We're walking probably three to four acres away from the castle. Maybe five. It was it was ways at least two, three football fields. And we're walking along the road, and and there's a beautiful sunset going over this old farmhouse, these animals. And we're watching that. And when we're done watching that, we turn around, and we walk to this other picket fence, and there's a rainbow. We got pictures of all this. And then who comes out of the woods and running towards us? Running is that white horse. Like, oh, okay, boy, here. He's running at the D, got the pictures. We're taking my... And then that night, we—I uh, think we had to leave the next day. We we slept, and it was amazing. So the next day, we're driving, and um, I had to pee really bad. So we stopped at a rest stop, and you know when you—you you know when you pull in a rest stop, and you're looking for a certain parking spot. So I'm looking. There's this one parking spot that's that's kind of close to the to the entrance but for some reason don't ask me why this really went through me I went you know what don't go there just pull around where nobody's at way in the back I don't know why I did that so I went go and de-sleeping so she doesn't even see this so I drive past the spot in the front and I go to the end of the parking lot and I turn around and I go to the back of it where all these spaces are and I pull right in front of a car I get out of the car and D goes, D wakes up and as she walks in, she goes, oh my God. Oh my God, hi. And she starts talking to these people as if she knew them. And I walk up, it's the the people from Taiwan. What are the freaking odds of running in, in all of Ireland, running into these people? That we had breakfast with at a bed and breakfast in the middle of nowhere. Then run into them at the Cliffs of Moira. That one I can kind of see. But the next day, I'm heading back to the airport. And I randomly stop at a rest stop. And I purposely go past a spot. To park at a different one? And I pull right in front of them? At that time? That's nuts though. Like, what is that? Madness. That's nuts. I mean, yeah, it's a coincidence, but... And then... And then... We just... We're like, take care. We just felt we should've... I don't know. I feel like we should've taken their info and... I don't know, we didn't even have long conversations. We were just excited to see people we recognized. But I don't know, that was really cool. So we came back and now we go to and and the whole time we're going, we screwed up. We should have stayed in we should have stayed in Ireland. What do we why are we going to Rome? We're going to a city. This is gonna suck. Everything in Ireland's a beautiful countryside. Let me tell you something. We were in Rome for two days. I want to spend a month in Italy. That was one of my all time favorite places ever. And I'll tell you what, it was like 100 degrees every day. It was snot hot. It was swamp ass to the highest degree. My ass was wet the whole trip from sweat. I never sweat so much in my life we walked you know how you have those little watches or whatever your phone calculate we walked 26 miles in two days we ate probably 400 pounds of pasta and bread we that's when i realized i got a little fatso kid in me i can't get rid of i was a little fatso kid that's what the kid everyone called me a fatso I was really heavy kid I was 82 pounds of kindergarten broke 100 by second grade and i tell you what my weakness is bread and pasta and i beat the living snot out of bread and pasta and beer oh my god i drank every day I didn't get drunk i just i would have a beer at lunch because that's what they do they have a different lifestyle over there there's there's no people aren't walking around staring at their phones. I thought that was really cool. There's outside cafes absolutely everywhere. People are it takes forever. To eat. They don't the waiters don't come to you. They you have to flag them down. Hey man, I'm ready to order. Okay, what do you want? Tell me when you're ready to order. They they're not all on you trying to get you in and out. They just want you to have a great meal and a great experience. It was such, and the history, I never was interested in history. I'm not going to lie to you. I was never so fascinated with history until I showed up in Rome. I can't wrap my head around that Colosseum that was built over 2,000 years ago and what they did in it, bringing African animals and bringing slaves of all walks of life, all different slaves. They would go to countries, conquer them, bring the slaves, make them gladiators, make them workers, make them do things. Romans were ju- just crushing. And, I, and the fact that's 2,000 years ago, where did they get the equipment to, to build these things? Marble. And, and gold and the size of the buildings and the and the the way they did the construction of the buildings it's it's pretty intense that that kind of engineering was going on way back then and how far advanced people were i, I never was interested in history but i i gotta say i was fascinated with the history of of Italy and, and Rome and the Romans and then people told me oh if that's fascinating to you let me tell you something just go to Greece I don't have a desire to go to Greece but now just for history I want to go to Greece I want to check out Greece and I do want to go back to Italy if you have suggestions please tweet me let me know um, or send me a message somehow I don't know what I would tell you And Ireland, I want to go back for a week and a half. Loved Ireland. But Italy, really want to go back. Absolutely. What a great time. And then we came home. And... It all came crashing down once we walked in the door at 1 a.m. And I was texting the kids, make sure the house is clean. Hey, we're going to be there in 10 hours. Hey, we're going to be there in four hours. Hey, we're going to be in two hours. Hey, we're pulling in the driveway. Did they help? No. No. All good times comes crashing right to an end the minute we walk through the garage door and the place smells like cat piss because nobody cleaned the kitty litter and no one took out the dishes from the dishwasher that were days old. Oh, yeah, it was a good time at 1 a.m. Well, everyone's getting lectured and Dee's looking at me to make sure I've got her back. Oh, yeah, I got her back. I was giving a finger to my kids. Behind these back, just to thank you so much for helping us out. Ugh. it was a great trip, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. It all made it all makes for it all makes for great material, doesn't it? It really makes for great material. So, my oldest one just left for college. She drove all the way down herself. She crushed it this summer. She worked two jobs. Uh, I want to talk about something else real quick. Something that's happened to me a lot this past month. And it has to do with you. And it has to do with clearly me. I can't tell you. I'm not exaggerating when I say I must have received eight to ten messages in just two months of people that reached out to me in their darkest, worst times in their life. And I don't know if it's because I have experienced it. I lived it. I live it. I don't know what it is. But I can't tell you that's, that's when I have hope for all of humanity. And I realize the gift I have when I'm touring, when I'm being a comedian. And the things I talk about. And I always ask before my show. I pray to the universe. I pray to the gods. I pray to God. I pray to whatever's out there. Please. Please let me touch the one person that really needs it tonight because somebody needs it really bad. I've gotten a husband that reached out to me and said his wife was the biggest fan. They've seen me twice, met me. I knew exactly who he was he said I just lost my wife she passed away and I can't tell in his worst of worst moments he was talking in an uplifting way how listening to my stand up coming to see me live was such a thrill and and they and they Used it to get by all their problems in their life, and it 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 made them better. It it was so freaking heavy. What he wrote to me, I personally had to write him back. I had to write him back. I still I email him. I just meet, I just emailed him again last week. To see how things are going. I was completely. I just. I was. At first, I didn't know what to do with that. I always know what to do with it. I try to lift the people up and lift the spirits up. And it was only two days later. I got a wife. My husband loved you. I just suddenly lost him. What? And I just want to say how much of your stand-up comedy impacted our lives and changed our lives. And thank God I have you to smile and laugh because he was such a... He would quote you... And he would imitate you and all this. I was so blessed and so touched by this. And I don't mean to sound... I'm being dead serious. I got one today. Which is another reason we wanted to do this. I got one today. Hey, Jim. I'm going through the darkest time of my life. I've been listening to you and... What do you say? I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. Okay. So this one's not a death one but I get things like this hey Jim uh, my name is don't want to mention his name I've been going through a hell of a lot Uh, a hell of a time life has been extremely rough lately Uh, recently a therapist suggested I listen to stand up during my day I'm, uh, I'm not going to say what he is. I have always been a fan of yours, but I usually stick to my Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Sabbath, etc. You know the drill. For the last week or so, I've been shuffling your stand up on YouTube and Spotify through the day, and I have to tell you, it's been really helpful. I went through, I I went through it all. The cardinal was extremely touching. It was powerful and healing. He mentioned some other comedians. Uh, Blah, blah, I've been through the blah, blah, blahs and the blah, blahs and all that. But they just don't compare. Thank you for what you do. You are inadvertently... Saving my life out here and I am so grateful for you thanks again so I wrote to him I said dude I don't care about you (laughs) that's what I said I wrote him a deep letter back but it's I'm not gonna lie to you it comes out of me I ask for this and it means the world to me that I could do that for anyone it means the world to me that I can do that for someone because I'm not going to get corny and weird with you right now but I'm being dead serious there's, there's a little bit of freak in Jim Brewer and the freak is just trying to understand life and I'm just going to be dead serious with you when I was young when I was a teenager I remember there was a, a young lady I was friends with a girl I was friends with she was older than me and she was crying on a stoop on the front porch. I said, Why you, what happened? I said, oh, my boyfriend of five years, he broke up. What a, it was something like that. And something in me just wanted to make her laugh, take that pain away. It bothered me to see her going through pain like that. And I, res- I did one character after the other to break her. And she started laughing at one point in a freaky way. She went, Get away from me. Oh my God. This is so weird. You have me hysterically laughing, and this is the worst day of my life. Ghetto, who are you? On my kids' lives, that moment, that day, I felt whatever created me, whatever put me here. That was a gift. I just healed pain momentarily. And I I said, I have to do this. This is something I have to do. And I struggle with it today, thinking if you have gifts like that, you should just give it away. This is another whole podcast And every time I do it for those reasons, which now I get paid, and you know, I do well, and yes, I'm in theaters now and life is wonderful, and I'm making a nice check and blah blah blah, and pay the bill. But I can honestly tell you, I do not take for granted that you need help. I need help, someone out there. Is coming out because they need to have some type of pain take away or just their day like the way I came home and I was just done you need that hug you need that laughing hug and I have to say I feel so blessed and I also feel it's a responsibility to continue with that the rest of my life knowing that's the real mission so for those of you that lost somebody, I just we just went through it in the family. Wasn't directly in our family, but real damn close. And to watch people go through that, my natural reaction is just help in every way I can. You know, they don't teach us this in life, they don't teach you. How to deal with real situations—losing a loved one, breaking up a family, going through a divorce—they don't teach you that. Kids having emotional problems because something's going on at home and his family's splitting apart, and he doesn't know how to vent how his feelings and all this jazz. Because now he's got to live with mom, or now he's got to live with dad, and they're still going through an evil divorce, and blah blah blah. Or dad just died suddenly and left two kids, and mom just died suddenly. This is—we're not taught that. The more we can get together, the more we can talk about the things that drive us nuts, the things that hurt us, the things that are painful, I'm telling you, we got to get back to doing that. Get to know your neighbor. Get to know your friends. Go to a coffee shop. Because you'll be shocked how many people are just like you, just like me. And we think we're the only ones. We're not. And we need each other for that. Am I getting too corny right now? Be honest. Am I getting too... I, I, uh, Whatever, man. Whatever. I'm just saying I'm flattered. I have to come back. I'm going to be... I'm going to try to do this every week I can't guarantee you I go by passion there's so much I really want to talk about and for those of you just I hope you're doing okay Tina I miss you God I miss you I feel like I let you down I haven't I haven't uh, reached out to you in a while and Jesse I hope things are alright I know we've been I know we've been keeping in touch but you know what you're kicking ass. And William, you know how I feel. Charlie, you are funny as snot. Please continue to make me laugh. You have no clue how freaking funny you are. So freaking funny. If all of you, I hope to see you out there and tour. Tickets are on sale now. Just go on the site. It's called Live and Let Laugh Tour. And I'll tell you more about that stuff as, as the weeks go on. But um, I just wanted to start up again. I just want to start talking. I want to uh, get back in your ear. I want you to talk to me and listen to me. And uh, it's a start. So let's get back in it. I appreciate your patience. I took enough of your time already. I hope the crickets weren't too distracting. Or the owls that you might or might not have heard. But I got to tell you what. You're my life. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. And I really wish the best for you. And I hope to see you out there. I'll talk to you uh, hopefully next week.